your Lord desires to purify your soul, and he can use a very rough file. He may even assault the purer and nobler things in your life. Yes, good can be an enemy of God's best. Thank you for tuning in to Health Life today. I'm your host, Robert D. And I'm Tina Lee. Yes, we have Tina Lee with us today. Finally, folks, she's had a few days off. Yes, I give her some days off. I'm a pretty nice guy. Wouldn't you say, Tina? Yeah, pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> she usually says, I'm a work in progress. That's what she tells everybody, which is accurate. Okay. Um, Tina Lee, I'm actually continuing. This is sort of like a part two. I just did a thing on, on, on uh, a show on, on false prophets, but as I want to remind our listeners, I'm not doing an expose on false prophets. I'm not calling out names and this and that. Um, I don't feel called to do that, at least not right now. Um, some people are doing it, and I believe that it's of God. I, I believe that their hearts are right, and they're actually sent by God to, to correct, to chasten. And, and, and God can use anything. Uh, to bring us back to him and um, that's part of the that's part of the show today um, I've been speaking a lot on repentance returning to the Lord I've been waking up some days like a couple days ago right Tina Lee I woke up and I said that one of the greatest gifts that we can have from God is the gift of repentance and of course she smiles and stuff and we talk and you know and then like a day or two later I woke up and what did I say the greatest gift that we can have is the Word of God, like the written Word of God. Now, if you say, well, didn't you say the greatest gift was repent? Each is right. And it's your heart condition. I'm waking up with a conviction because I believe that it's possible that you can neglect the Word of God and really fall short of God's best. You know, you, you can fall short of the glory of God. And so in this hour, for myself and many, um, he's asking us to return to the Word of God, the written Word of God, and in doing that, making sure that you're returning to the Word of God Himself. And I'm speaking of Jesus, who is the Word. He is the Word of God. And uh, it's possible, as I said in my last show, Tina Lee, that um, Jesus did confront religious people who knew the Word. Intellectually, they knew the written Word. And He said to them that you search the Scriptures, and you think that in them you have eternal life. But these very scriptures testify of me. But you won't come to me that you might have life. And so I'm saying that to say it's possible to read the scriptures and be void. Okay, if I may say like that, of the true riches of God. False prophets, um, and I, how do I say this? False prophets, I don't want to focus on false prophets. Um, Tina Lee, we had a, together, we, we went over a scripture this morning. And it's uh, in 2 Corinthians 11. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 11. I'll be there just here in a second. I hope. <laughs> but he says in verse 2, I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Then he says this in verse 3. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 11 for those of you who are following with the word. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 
did you did you see that, Tina? So you know, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. There is a simplicity and a devotion that really is simple. You know what I mean? Like you just hear the word. Like if the Lord says, like, I don't want you to worry. Like, don't worry about it. I got you. And you have a tr- hard time like receiving that. There could be many reasons for that. But that's his word. And if you're reading it, he's speaking to you. I don't want you to worry about anything. As a matter of fact, Tina Lee, he did. You know this already. But he said that to me one day. He said it to another brother that I'm pretty close to. Uh, and he, re- he, he, he told me that too. And I said, yeah, God said that to me one day. And he said, like, Robert, like me? Like he said, you don't have nothing to worry about. And he said it just like that. I heard it just like that. You don't have anything to worry about. And I tell Tina Lee, I said, I wish that I could have received that word like on better fertile ground because I was distracted Mm -hmm. by the job. I was distracted with the activities going on and this and that. And in the midst of that, God is trying to communicate the simplicity that, you know what, you, you don't have anything to worry about. Now, why he said that? Because as I said in the last show, God is looking at the heart. Many people, the world, everyone out there is trained since you're a baby on up. I mean, you're trained to look at the outward appearance. Right. You know, you are. You're raised like that. And so you're looking at people and you're looking at, you know, whatever, the world. And they have this image that they're projecting. But if you look upon the heart and you get deep into their lives, you're finding like, whoa, it's nothing like the image that they're portraying. And so when that happens to God's people, that's a problem. Because he's looking for a witness. God needs a witness in the earth to represent him, to be a witness of true life. And everything against you, everything's against you. Like, you know, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Now, rewarder. Reward with what, Tina Lee? There's many rewards, right? First and foremost, the greatest reward you can have is the Lord Himself. Right. <laughs> That's right. False teachers, false prophets <clears throat> will always get you focused on the temporal. They will always get you focused on carnality, um, worldly things, worldly riches. They will rob you of your eternal life. I'm telling they will if you let them, they will rob you of your reward. Of, te- of, of eternal life. That's why this scripture in 2 Corinthians 11, Tina, <clears throat> but I fear, Paul's got a, I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted through the simplicity that is in Christ. You know, if I just go down and read the verses here, he goes on to say in verse 13, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now, I spent a a great deal on the last show. How do you know? You know, Tina? And you weren't there on the last show. But... How do you know? You know, how do you know that 
if somebody's true enough, especially these false ministers, they're transformed into ministers of righteousness. They're false though. And, and I used as a, as a verse, well, I went into Jeremiah 23, which I'm not going to do right now, but Matthew 7. And, and I just want to go here, just I want to park here just a little bit, Tina Lee, and feel free to interject it all. Because um, I know I get a lot of people that say they want to hear Tina Lee a lot more <laughs> instead of me doing all the speaking. And it's like this at home, you know. When I take a break and I actually stop for 30 seconds when we're talking or I'm talking, I'll tell Tina Lee, I'll almost like have to command her, jump in, say something. Now's your chance. Now's your chance. <laughs> because if you don't do it, I'm going to keep on speaking. And, you know, we have a good laugh about it. But she does have a lot to say. And I'm gonna, we're going to give a couple examples, I hope, at least one, of where God can use your spouse uh, to help transform you into the image of Christ. Okay. But I'm going to go to Matthew 7 and verse 13. Uh, where Jesus says, Enter you in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Now, just a couple things here. Enter you in at the straight gate, he says, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to, destru to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Right? When I was a young Christian, I used to just read this, and, and this is not to condemn myself, but I was thinking of this scripture on salvation, that the many that lead to destruction, the different ways, and stuff was the way of the world. And, you know, and, and the ones who go through the straight gate are, are the ones who are saved, you know, and they're the ones that are children of God. I'm telling you today, I don't look at it like that. I look at it here as, he's talking to me, he's talking to whoever has ears to hear, He's talking to the one who's reading this. And you enter in at the straight gate. Why? Because wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Then he says this, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life. And as I said in the last show, not to heaven. I'm talking about life, abundant life from the inside out. And many, and he says, and few there be that find it. That's interesting. That's a whole nother subject. Few there be that find it, Tina. Why do you think he said something like that? Any idea? I mean, just what comes to mind for me is like, few there be that find it because few are willing to pay the price. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. As he said, many are called. Many are called. Many are given opportunity. All may come. Okay? But few are chosen. Why? Because few actually will pay the price to enter into that straight gate. What is that straight gate? That's the cross. That is the absolute cross of Jesus Christ. That's the cross that we have to take up every day to deal with our self-life. Self, let me tell you something about self. Your carnal nature, as I said, and I've been, I've been, I've been staying on this verse, Tina. For the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness unto him. The things of the Spirit have to be discerned. And see, the natural man, there's a natural man in each and every one of us that wants to defend your life, that wants to save his life. That's why Jesus gave the warnings that, that, he, that, he, that he that saves his own life, he will actually lose the life that God has for him. Mm -hmm. And that's important. But he that, you know, rejects or he that 
does what he said. You know, he, I'm saying it right. He that, uh, I'm not saying it right. <laughs> Help me out, Tina Lee. He that forsakes his life, his carnal, his selfish life, will find the life that God has for him. That's important. But it's a cross. There's a cross involved. There is a death to self. And there's a commandment that comes. And, and I'm, I'm trying to tie this in. There's a commandment that's ordained unto eternal life for you. And so the commandment comes. And I use myself as an example. What could possibly glorify the Lord? I don't know how many years it was. 25 years ago. Twenty. I, I don't really know. I came to a place in my Christian walk. I said, you know, I just put my hands up. But what do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do? You know, and I have been doing things. I've been praying, you know, playing music, singing, you know, in the, the music area, the worship department, things like that in church life and stuff. And there was just a discontent. And I knew that there was more. What do you want me to do? And he says, uh, and by the grace of God, I heard this. I want you to be with your children. Now, I could have just cast that off as foolish. I mean, the, the place that I was at was actually I could be used very much. Um, during that time, um, they always were encouraging, you know, uh, ministers of music, especially guitar players, anything like that, to please, that we needed to help. But the Lord gave me one commandment, and that was be with your children. Now, by the grace of God, I obeyed. Now, it may seem foolish, and I had people, literally, I'm, I'm not telling, I'm not exaggerating, would come over to my place and invite me to come out. And back then, it was just me and the two children because Tina was away for a while. And they would quote scriptures, you know, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And, and all this, to, I don't know, either, I don't know if they intentionally tried to make me feel guilty, but they didn't know what was going on between me and the Lord and that God has a plan. And so I'm saying that to say that I could have just blew the Lord off as, as foolishness. And went and did what everyone else wanted me to do. And would have had the praises of man. But how many of you know that that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God? And so I believe there's many, there's multitudes of people that are picking and choosing how they're going to serve God. How they're going to worship God. How they're going to do this and do that in the name of the Lord. And guess what? If they don't come to a place of repentance, and this is where we come in, um, you're going to lose an eternal reward. You're going to lose something. that, And I'm telling you, the, the fruit of everything, Tina will bang. And I said this on my last show, that the fruit of the relationship that I have with my children today, and they're grown, and I have grandchildren, the fruit and the relationship that I have is off the charts. And what I mean by that is the respect that we have among one another is, is, is awesome. And I give all the glory to God. Because he spoke that word to me. And if I didn't have the opportunity. See faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Right. And sometimes it's the written word. But sometimes the spirit of the Lord comes. And he says this. I want you to be with your children. So whatever the commandment is. Now maybe an example. If I may use this Tina Lee. A scriptural example. I don't have it present with me right in front of me. But there was a rich young ruler. Who was. I want to say this. I'll paint a picture here. He's alive unto God. In other words, if you can picture this, this young guy coming, okay, maybe even in your church, praise the Lord, and you look around, this guy's on fire for God. Oh, this one's on fire for God, right? And then, let me just say this, God <laughs> isn't impressed. 
Because what's going to happen to that young one that's on fire for God? God's going to come against that one. In other words, like he's going to bring a cross. He's going to bring a commandment that's come a, going to come against his self-love, your self-love that you got going on that you're not even aware of. See, the word of God, Timothy, is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts, it divides, it separates between that which is of the soul and that which is of the spirit. And I'm telling you, if you choose the soulish, you will lose. You will lose eternal life. What I mean by eternal life, living forever? No, 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 no. I'm talking about a quality of life that you're enriched by the Spirit of the Lord to know Jesus. This is eternal life that they know me and the one whom God has sent. You know what I mean? Know God the Father and Jesus. That is eternal life, is knowing God and knowing His ways. And that's the invitation to all of us in this hour, people, whoever has ears to hear listening to this today. You have an invitation to come unto the King of Kings, to drop what you're doing and come unto the Kings of King, the King of Kings. Open up your hands to Him. Open up your heart and listen. Listen. And on that note, Tina Lee, let's go over to uh, let's go over to Luke chapter ten and just share a little bit and then tell on ourselves a little bit. <laughs> you know, hey, how is your marriage? Uh, you got a happy marriage? I don't believe the words happy, Tina. You know what I mean? I look at blessed. When we took our vows, Tina Lee, it was for better or worse. Right. Yep. Guess what? People, I'm talking to whoever has ears to hear. Ooh, have you been like on cloud nine ever since day one? New. <laughs> have you, as a Christian, been on cloud nine every day of your life? You know, you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. I want to say, really? You know, <laughs> you've been you're seated with Christ in heavenly places, and you you're 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 all attituded out about somebody who didn't acknowledge you in the church today. <laughs> you know. Oh, jeez, God help us. But anyway, all right. Let's just look at the simplicity, okay, as we, we opened up this show, the simplicity of devotion that's found in Christ, okay? And I'm going to read uh, Luke chapter 10. <clears throat> and I'm going to start, in for those of you who are following, verse 38. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. That's a good thing, right, Tim? Yes, she is. received the Lord into her house. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. That's a good thing, isn't it, Tina? Yes, it is. Look at the next word in verse 40 of Luke chapter 10. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, she's upset, and she's telling the Lord, tell my sister to get up and get busy for you. <laughs> right? That's basically what she's saying. And Jesus answered, here's the word, and Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, and let me tell you something. If you ever hear the, the Lord call your name out twice, you had better have ears to hear. Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. 
Wow. Sila. Mm -hmm. Okay? Think about this. Here's somebody accusing. There's a sister. Now, I'm going to say this, Tina. There's a sister in each and every one of us being busy for the Lord. And did we not find out early in our life, thank God, in our Christian life when God brought us together, it's not what you do for Christ. And we used to hear that. That was slammed into us. That's a strong word. But that was preached into us. Only what you do for Christ will, will last. There's some truth to that. But I want to say it to you today. What you become in Christ is first and foremost the most important thing. Okay? Because if you're, if you're doing is not coming from a place of being, you're going to miss the Lord by a million miles. Right. And so the word to Martha, you know, Martha, Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things. And one thing is needful. And then he redirects her. And Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. What was Mary do, doing, Sister Tina? She sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. That should be the posture when we're reading the Word of God. The Word of God should be reading you and going back and forth. And so she sat at Jesus' feet and heard His Word. Okay? The temptation is to look all about and see all the needs out there. And let me tell you, they will hit you. Oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to do that. Oh, we got to save the world. Oh, we got to impact the world. Oh, we got to... What's, what's one I hear lately? Uh, I, I can't even think of it right now. It's just a quote, you know, these trigger things that people use, especially the false ones, that just get people's attention. You know, just religious statements and stuff. Um, something about change the world or something. I don't know. Oh, gonna, be like a world changer. Yeah, something like that. You know, I don't know about you, but Jesus. You know, Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And everything's in me. Thank you, Lord. Yes. I have overcome. Be of good cheer today. I have overcome the world. Now, if you want to be an overcomer, you have to abide in Jesus. Not in your religiosity. Not in your church attendance. Oh, goodness. God help me. Okay, Tina Lee. Now, <laughs> I want to read something. I want to get personal because we're, we're getting close here. It's, it's such a fast show on Health Life today sometimes. The time just goes... But I want to read something that the, I want to say something that the Lord can use anything. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Right. And the, the, the chief purpose, I believe, that God is using all things to conform us to the image of Christ and that he has ordained us that we walk in his steps uh, to be conformed into the image of his son. That is God's, I believe, his priority in a son. And every son whom the Lord receives, he chastens, he rebukes, he loves. He loves by, by rebuking, by chastening, by correcting. This is the way of life. And false teachers, false prophets will skip that. And I, and I wanted to say this, and I'm going to say it right now. I'm going back to Matthew 7. I'm not going to go there because I want to go somewhere else. But Matthew 7 is basically this. They never went through that straight gate. That straight gate was a commandment of the Lord. Whether it was, I want you to be with your children. They said, no, thank you. Da, 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 and I don't want to address it. I don't want to hear that right now. Or 
as in 2 Timothy chapter 4, um, the time will come. You, you, how, uh, let me read this, read this really quick because I know I'm racing here against time. But I, I need to say this, Tina Lee. I need to say this. <clears throat> I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Listen to these words. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Why? Why long-suffering? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Now I'm going to say something here. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. The time will come is not an end time. It's not like 2025 or 2030. You know, there comes a time when they will not endure. No, the time will come in your life, my life, and anyone who has ears to hear listening to this today. The time will come when the Lord himself has a true word coming through a servant. And he's got a true word for you. And he's coming. And it's a true word. And it's cutting. And it's cutting across your self-love. It's cutting across your, your, your selfish nature. And you don't want to hear it. You do not want to be dealt with that right now. And so what do you do? You turn the other way. You get out of it. You squirm and wiggle your way out of it. And you go and you find somebody else who will tell you what you want to hear. It's just like those guys, Tina, in, in John 6. It says, many of his disciples walked no more with him after they heard what? After he asked them, does this offend you? He's alerting them. Look, the word that I'm going, if you want to be my disciple, you had better count the cross. cross because I'm going to cut across your self-nature, your self-love, your self-centeredness. I'm going to cut across all that stuff. And right now in this hour, I can say this. He is raising up people of his own. He is raising up those with a voice that have something to say, that have become the conviction of God, that have gone through that narrow gate and have crucified the, the, the flesh, and they've allowed the Spirit of God to work in their life so that when they do say something, they're saying something. But again, you cannot expect anybody to change. You can't expect anybody to be convicted by the Spirit of God if you first have not become convicted by the Spirit of God. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Now, telling myself, Okay, young in the Lord, I am, me and Tina just married, okay, and I'm going to read, I'm going to sneak a peek here at Matthew chapter 10, and it says in 34, it says, think not that I am come to send peace on earth, I came not to send peace, but a sword. Now isn't that like, isn't that, what, what, what are you talking about? Right. See, the natural man is screaming already, mm -hmm. you're the prince of peace, what are you talking about? you got to rightly divide the word, Okay. Think not. He's, he's speaking to me. He's speaking to you. Think not that I've come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. <laughs> then he says this. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Think about that for a second. Okay. Now, I used to believe this, Tina Lee, that... That, ooh, I was the only one who got saved. In my, and you'll hear this from many people. You got, you, you're the only one who got saved. And oh, my whole house is against me. <laughs> it's just like, so now, oh, oh, the whole house is against me. I'm the only one who's saved. And, da, da, da. and it sounds right, but it's not. Let me just clarify something. Even among believers, okay? Take me and Tina Lee. We're both believers. We both 
know Christ, He knows us. He saved us. We're born of His Spirit. Right? Okay. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. That means to me today that at any time, any place, an enemy can rise because of whatever reasons, God's purposes. He can raise up a team and lead to come against me and all of a sudden she's becoming my enemy. Why? Because God sees something in me that's contrary to him, contrary to his nature, contrary to his person. And it's actually kind of offendable to him. And since nobody has the gall to actually say something to me, he has to use my wife. And I'll give him an example, Tina Lee. It was maybe, I don't know, first, second year of marriage? Mm -hmm. Maybe, right? Yeah. And we've been married, what, 28 years, going on 29? Yes. Right? We're almost at 29 years. Praise God. And it's like, there was one time, and I can praise the Lord for this. Tina Lee comes to me one day, and I don't know, I was going through something... And she just walked up to me, and I didn't know, but she had the word. And she she rebuked me. I, mean, I was in a kitchen table, and she said something to the effect, you always just cut people off. I mean, relational-wise, relational not cutting people off in traffic. You just cut them off. Like, you just you dismiss them. And she said, that's wrong. And she turned around and walked away. And I'm telling you, I'm not proud of this, but when she turned around and walked away, there was a cup of juice. Tina, you know what I'm talking about. There was a cup of like grape juice or something. I got so angry, I swerved with my arm that cup of juice, and it just sprayed all over our refrigerator and hit the walls a little bit. And she just went back in the living room. And I was in the kitchen when that happened. Now, here is God raising up an enemy. Now, what am I going to do with that? All of a sudden, my own wife has become an enemy. Okay? But who's the real enemy here? See, I'm the enemy. And my flesh hates Jesus Christ. Okay? Can you hear that? Okay, and here's the Spirit of the Lord using my wife, Tina Lee, to give me the truth. And it cut me. And it made me angry. And just the fact that, Tina, right, that I expressed anger like that, I'm in the wrong. And so I don't remember how long it took. But when I finally acknowledged to her, I said, you were right. I said, actually, you're right. And I couldn't argue with the truth. And so my adversary, as Jesus said, agree with your adversary while you are in the way. Why? So that you become more like me. And you acknowledge your transgressions and acknowledge your condition. And let me tell you the fruit of what happened out of that, the revelation I got out of that. I had a stronghold, the Holy Spirit, after this happened, this experience happened. And I apologized to Tina for the, for the drink and everything. And I said, Tina, I'm sorry, you're absolutely right. And God was giving me revelation. So I had to apologize and make it right with my wife. And then the revelation came. And the Lord took me years back. Now, I'm talking years back when I was in high school. And there was one friend of mine that was very influential. And he would cut people off. And he would just, especially in the area of women, like he just cut them off. What I mean is, once I'm done with you, that's it. I don't even want to know you. You know, I don't even want to know you as a friend. And that got imparted to me. And I, I can't explain that, but the, I took that right into God's kingdom, if you have ears to hear. In other words, like I had this flaw in me that I was not aware of. And God used my Tina Lee to expose it and to bring it to the light. And I thank God this day that he brought it to the light. 
But when he showed me my high school friend, that blew me away. That the reality is like, wow, I did have this. And it was definitely anti-Christ. I mean, it was anti-Christ. You're to follow peace. Listen to this commandment. You're to follow peace with all men. Ah, can you hear that? Mm, maybe that'll be in our next show. <laughs> follow peace with all men. See, for some of you listening to this right now, that's going to be the commandment of the Lord. Follow peace with all men. And you're thinking, that's impossible. Yep, with you, it is impossible. Because you're on the throne. But until you yield to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, let me tell you, all things are possible with him who abides in him, with him who believes. And so receive the chastening of the Lord. Receive the correction. The fruit is, you know what, I got free. And the relationships now, oh my goodness, I go very carefully. <laughs> because I know that how I treat someone else, I'm treating him. You know, there's there's a scripture, you know, Tina, I'm always impressed with Matthew 25. When you did it unto the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. And then even a more sober one is when you did it not unto the least of these, mm -hmm. you did it not unto me. And on that note, Tina Lee, I'm going to have to close. Folks, I just I just want to thank you for listening. I, I hope you've been you've been blessed and enriched. Um, yes, I don't mind confessing my faults with one another. And I really benefited from that. And I'm not ashamed. And Tina today stands with me. Um, that was a serious flaw. And I, I pray that the Lord would use it. Uh, we all have blind spots. And we, 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 we really will, even as we go on. And God has given a provision. Sometimes the ones closest to you. And even uh, if you have uh, family members that are unbelievers. And they're coming against you. Consider if there's any minute of truth that they're saying. Bring it to the Lord. Bring it to the Lord in prayer. And guess what? You'll become more like Him. You'll become softer of heart. And you'll be able to minister life even to the ones who are unbelief, unbelievers in your own household. And they'll be sanctified by your life. And so in saying that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. Um, I'm, I'm again, hoping you were enriched and blessed. Um, if you want to communicate anything or add to the Word or just kind of bless us, encourage us in any way, um, you know, you can... Uh, Go right to our uh, website, Health Life Today. There's an email. You can just email us right there at Health Life Today. And uh, I appreciate anything you want to say, anything you feel the Lord saying to you. Always appreciate input. So with that, Tina Lee, I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Did she talk too much, folks? Jeez, I doubt it. I'm probably <laughs> going to get a lot of letters no, on that okay. one. <laughs> but that's okay. I thank her for being here today, folks. Just want to say um, God bless you all. Uh, may the Lord keep you and may his face shine upon you and may you turn to him with all your heart and just want to bless you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.